All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Welcome to the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Cochran, sitting here with Jake Duraff. How's it going, Jake? Good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. You know what I'm ready for? Christmas? No, some mortgage buzz. Oh, oh. I guess we're uh, on our show here. Christmas is too... Uh, <laughs> too far Too still? soon. Too soon. <laughs> All right. It's the holidays, by the way, too. Holiday season, yes. yes 2018, Jake. <laughs> All right. Uh, mortgage buzz. Our first article here today is... Uh, about uh, refi rejects. Uh, higher mortgage refi application rejection rate signals a tighter credit. You know, I that's, uh, I think it has a lot of factors. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to try to do the, the cash outs. Um, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, really trying to use equity um, to probably either pay off debt or, or take some money out. Um, you're seeing the the automatic, like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, start to tighten up rules a little bit on those. Um, they're going to improve less than they have previously. Um, also, too, I, I think generally when we see a st- overall slowdown of refi apps, one of the main things is that it's a lot of people that have been on the fence. So it's a lot of, you know, your, your B and C credit. Mm-hmm. It's generally not, you know, your A-plus credit. Usually those get poached off right away. And if, you know, two years ago we were at 3.75, now we're at 5%. Generally those people, you know, unless they're buying homes or which obviously would not be a refinance, generally those people aren't refinancing. Um, generally it's now it's people that have, have a reason, you know, divorces, uh, cash outs, all types of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Those people that are looking just for the best rate possible, you know, that's not what you're looking at at the moment. And it's kind of going in opposite trends of the overall mortgage industry because tighter credit is actually, that's actually not true. Mm -hmm. Um, We've actually seen a lot, lot more programs come into the market this year than we've probably seen since, you know, the height of the housing. Well, do you think that's lenders are more interested in lending for new home buyers rather than you're already in a mortgage? What incentive is there for me to refinance this? Um, no, uh, obviously they can't do that. Um, I think it's just, I think more people try to refinance, mm-hmm. you know, the rejection term is like, what is that? You know, is that somebody that refinanced cause their house was, somebody told them their house was worth three fifty and it's only worth three twenty five. you know, and now they can't, there's no equity that's not worth it. Is that, is that the reject or, you know, is the reject because, you know, they don't, don't make enough money or, you know, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I just, I have a feeling that, you know, rejection could also be too is like, well, you know, even though you want to lower your payment a hundred dollars, it's not worth it. We're yeah. Not that, gonna that's that. why I was just going to say, do you think it's benefit to borrow rejections? I think, I think it has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think between that and credit. Yeah, I, I do. It has to, you know, and just, I mean, we see people, you know, every week that, that want a lower payment and I'm like, well, you're at 4%. Like, yeah, rates are at five percent. Like, and recast math, to math, thirty. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. there's no way, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure if you know somebody would try to do it for them if they really wanted it, but yeah, like you said, I, I think it's a, 
a lot to do with just the borrowers. Uh-huh. That makes sense. All right, our uh, next one here, uh, kind of interesting little article, is uh, CFB name change could cost consumers $300 million for businesses that are uh, protected by the agency or deal with the agency, I should say. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? That's uh... Shows just what a little change can do when you have something that uh, affects so many different areas of things. Just, just changing the name from it's currently the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, to the Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection. I have no idea why that would even be on. Like, I, I, I can't even comprehend why somebody would even, like, write that into, like, a bill or, like, even, like, <laughs> you know, the rebranding of that. I, I just, it, it doesn't make sense. I'm guessing it would be a restructuring of the organization I would say, if somehow. anything, drop the B, just CFP, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, sounds sounds powerful, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of interesting, you know. It shows, shows you how how big of a ship it is. Yep, well, and it's a lot of marketing materials that have to be redone, um, filing systems. All, oh, all everything. That. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, everything. They took, you know, it took so many years to get it in there, and now it took so many years to try to take it away. And now it's another, you know, it's almost like, well, if we can't can't take all the power away and, and strip it then why don't we just change the name well think how many <laughs> of those cfpb ha- handbooks are sitting around oh, out yeah. there right now all those gotta go in the garbage and be reprinted oh yeah i mean i'd say maybe in a down economy because it might create some jobs but i, I don't <laughs> know yeah that one I, don't, I can't get behind but i like the next one what's our next topic all right our next one here is the best day to buy a house you know my my theory on this is every day um, obviously I'm a little biased to them, uh, in the real estate industry, but this one is interesting. It's the day after Christmas, huh? Yep. There's, uh, I think it was a little over 1% discount you were able to get when, uh, putting in your contract for closing for the day after Christmas. You know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. I, I just, I'm curious. That's like one of those things that. I, I wonder why it's the day after Christmas. Seller and buyer mindset type thing maybe yeah maybe i a think a different mindset when you see that offer and maybe it's just kind of like the end of the year mm-hmm. like it's like the you know because really from christmas to new year's it's kind of really shut down you have a few days um but it's pretty skeleton crew so maybe i you know it's people that just want to get rid of the house but you know the end of the year taxes mm-hmm. no, that's what i was wondering some tax you know tax benefits of uh, going in that year rather than carrying over into the next yeah, we actually had this. I actually was surprised. I, I thought it was going to be around Black Friday. But, you know, it, we definitely see an uptick of business after Thanksgiving, which is kind of weird. It's uh, it's always been like that ever since I, I got in the loans, like the, from the day after. It's a little bit slower, but the day after, like, Thanksgiving, it's it's almost like Black Friday for mortgage seasons. Mm-hmm. People start... You know, coming out of the woodwork, really busy last week. A lot of people were, were looking at buying homes, refinancing, uh, doing stuff like that. So I guess it's shopping season, too. Yep. You know, you get your Christmas bonuses, and, you know, for people that are looking to buy, um, you know, I every market's different. Some have winter markets, some don't. But, yeah, I, I could see that. 
Yeah, and one of the things I found too, and this goes more on the refinance side, but a lot of times people are like, oh, it's the holiday season. I'm not really interested in doing something like that right now. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to doing a refinance or any time type of transaction uh, this type of time of year. Mm-hmm. One of the things on a refinance especially is you get that escrow check back and you can skip a couple months payment. Mm-hmm. That can be really beneficial for paying off some of those credit cards and stuff like that of all your uh, holiday shopping. Yeah, yeah, the refis are, it's a great, um, refis are always pretty busy. I always say it's the Christmas hangover. You get the people that spent the money or, mm-hmm. you know, people have just been putting it off. I think that's a little bit too is like there's there's a lot of people a lot of people say that you know in the summer usually because the kids people like to move i you know i i i think a lot of people especially in like a cold weather state like us in the summer a lot of people are busy mm-hmm. they don't have time to do it um especially if kids play like sports and they travel a lot you know like it's it's usually i i find especially with the refinances i find you know after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, people start to like say, "Okay, you know, they I, I call it the hunk, hunker down mentality. They mm-hmm. they start to do their bills and they start to plan out for next year and to you know they taxes kinda, around the after corner. New Year's yep, you're yep. kind of like pretty much till April. There's really no holidays, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of just a long stretch of you know kind of just grinding it out and 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 getting it done. So yeah, that's interesting. I I'm not surprised that it's the day after Christmas. I, I thought maybe it would be closer to Thanksgiving, but that makes sense. Okay. And then our next qu- or our, our next uh, buzz article here is uh, an Ask the Underwriter section where it's, are DACA borrowers considered lawfully present in the United States? So this is something that I've worked on quite a bit, um, and I can tell you I've actually talked to people at HUD on this um, because I had an instance where – I wasn't getting an answer, and it, it's really a huge gray area um, because how FHA loans written is it's basically saying that they can't deny anybody that's legally here, but with the DACA program, they can't prove like there's no proof that they came here legally. So it's like a catch twenty two. Um, we have some lenders that are funding them, and we have some lenders that aren't. Um, and like I said, I, I talked to a person at HUD which is FHA loans. Um, and they were, they were very vague on it too. And that's how it's written. So I, you know, this is kind of a, a mortgage one, you know, to lenders and stuff to, to let more DACA people in. But I'm also seeing a lot more, you know, a lot more programs come out for DACA and, uh-huh. and other things. They're, they're loosening up a little bit, but okay. you know, best way is to call us and find out. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, that's the first segment. Uh, we'll see you after the break. Thank you. Standard Heating knows the holidays are a time for lists. Shopping lists, guest lists, good and naughty lists. But don't forget about the most important list of all, Standard's 24-point checklist that comes with our professional furnace tune-up. During December, you can get this crucial tune-up for $25 off. Learn how you can save $25 on our furnace tune-up and all our other year-end deals today at standardheatingdeals.com slash radio. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, comfort you deserve. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. 
Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Share a special experience with your loved ones this holiday season at Nightingale, an intimate eatery and cocktail lounge. Receive a $20 gift certificate for every $100 gift certificate purchased through the end of December. Enjoy their mulled wine, perfect for special occasions and holiday gatherings. A fun, cozy atmosphere and delicious, inventive dishes make for a memorable and warm get-together. Nightingale is located at 26th and Lindale in Minneapolis. More at NightingaleMPLS.com. This is Chad, owner of AM950. I've been telling you about my friends at Snap Construction who are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior construction company in the metro. Don't just take my word for it. Take a look at all their reviews online. Winter is the most cost-effective time of the year to complete your construction project. A majority of Minnesotans choose to have their work completed on their home in the summer when they should be enjoying the weather. As a result, the demand for labor in the summer is much higher. The most cost-effective way to improve or restore your home is in the winter due to the lower demand. Right now, Snap Construction is offering an additional 30% off of labor to the AM950 listeners on your next construction project between now and the end of February. Call 612-333-SNAP and mention AM950 for an additional 30% off. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Don't wait to get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available. the Marsh Sox Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin. Same with Jake Dura. How was your break, Jake? It was rather uneventful. How about yours? Ooh. Uh, it was very brief. Brief? Okay. Brief. It was brief. that as well, yes. Yeah. Got a little little seasoning of sickness. Ooh. I think I'm sick of snow already. <laughs> Got a lot left. Yeah. Well, maybe not. What, you plan on flying down to Florida or something? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, anyways, it's our, our favorite segment. I don't know. I, I kind of like the mortgage buzz. But uh, anyways, we got questions and answers. All right. Our first question here is, is the winter a good time to buy a home? Uh, this kind of goes into what we're talking about, the best day to buy the house earlier, which was the day after Christmas, according to all the smart people that do the surveys. Um, yes, it is a great time. Um, I, I Especially in Minnesota, um, even in Florida, I, I think I always say if you go against the trends, it's usually probably a better thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, the homes are really, you know, location-based, but I am seeing a lot of people that are starting to find properties that couldn't find properties this summer mm-hmm. and fall. 
and they're starting to win bids. So that means that the market, you know, overall, the market is softening a little bit. Um, it's coming back to more of a, a buyer's market. But yeah, a- absolutely. Win- winter's a great time to, you know, you don't always have to just move in right away if you have that luxury, but it's definitely a good time to look. I think the best thing is just don't shut down your search because, oh, it's winter. Mm-hmm. This isn't a good time to do things. Mm-hmm. It's Keep open-minded. You yeah. might be able to find a better deal. Yeah, buy, buy a nice jacket, a pair of gloves, and a hat, and some boots, and go out there and, and look. Yep. It's, it's Minnesota. <laughs> you chose to live here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, our next one here is, what is the lowest FICO score for a loan? Believe it or not, I still get this quite a bit. Um, FICO is pretty much a, a term for a credit score. Um, the lowest possible credit score is 500. The lowest one I've ever done in my life is 548. And generally, that's people that don't have any credit whatsoever. A lot of times we'll get people that, that have no credit score, um, but you know, very, very rarely can we get anything approved in the 500s um generally it's just people that don't have any credit well it isn't it with the like in the lower 500s or even mid 500s it's not the score that disqualifies you it's the reason that you have that score exactly and you know a lot of times the only people that are getting qualified with those that type of credit score are people that haven't established new credit um, a lot of times what will happen is people will have a, a bad event or a rough couple years or, or however it works, and then they just kind of abandon their credit, um, and they never reestablish credit. So lenders will look back and say, well, they haven't really had anything on their credit report for five, six years. Everything on here that's producing a 500 credit score is, you know, is old, mm-hmm. paid off, or it doesn't really count anymore. So, you know, going forward, if we have some alternative trade lines and stuff, uh, you know, where we feel comfortable lending on this, um, it it happens quite a bit, um, but absolutely not. If if you're late, I, I believe it or not, we still have people every month trying to buy homes that are late on credit cards and other things in their credit report. And it's like, well, you know, if you can't make a $25 student loan payment, there's a good chance that they're not going to, you know, give you a mortgage for a home. Yep. So absolutely. has a lot to do with lender profiles. And, you know, the easiest way to find out is even if you do have a low credit score, the best way is to make that plan that we talk about, make a plan. Uh, and, you know, come visit one of us and make a plan to say, okay, well, this is where I want to go and how do I get there? Yep. We're glad to help. Yeah, absolutely. Next question here is, can I buy a home if I don't have much income on my tax returns? Yeah, we've touched on this briefly. Uh, there is tons of, tons and tons and tons of new programs coming out, um, for people kind of like this, uh, people that own businesses, people that, you know, um, they they run a lot of money through bank statements. They lot of, lot of, run a lot of money through their company, but at the end of the year, they don't pay taxes on a whole bunch or they have huge write-downs. Yep. Um, you know, did something that owned us. Smart accounting. Yeah, you know, I, I had something that had, you know, uh, they bought a bunch of new trucks and, and a lot of stuff for their business is great, you know, but, I mean, technically, you know, they're, they're running and they have a lot of cash, but, you know, they're, at the end of the year, it doesn't look like it. Um, you know, able to do, you know, a, a bank statement, program and put them in, you know, decent rates. And the only thing that I always tell people is like, you have to have decent credit. Um, you know, I, I'd say probably 640 or above and be prepared to put at least 20% down in your house. Okay. And then you generally, you can find a product that works for you. Makes sense. All right. Next question here is how do I get the best rate? This question happens all the time. Uh, there's two ways to get the best rate. 
one way is put 20% or more down. Um, that's if you're purchasing or if you're refinancing. Uh, two is you have a, a 780 or better credit score. Um, generally, people with light credit history, meaning people have probably had credit history 10 years, it's going to be really, really hard to get into like the 780s, 800s, unless mm. you've had, you know, unless you've had your mortgage and car, you know, some people, some people have had credit for, you know, a lot of years, other people start getting credits in their 20s. Um, but generally, you know, if it's above a 780 credit score, and you're, you know, that's actually even 25%, 25% or more down, you, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for the best rate. Also to it, you know, we, the good thing about a mortgage broker is that we will shop rates for you. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, whoever has the best rate for your product, that's what I'm going to try to put you with. Yep, and then there's also you can get into when you're t- talking just pure rate, you can also get into like the discount points and stuff like that conversation. Correct. And, you know, just so it, the the true absolute truth to that is even doing loans for 15 years, it is impossible to find the best rate because I've no idea there's a thousand mortgage lenders out there. There's a thousand, thousand mortgage broke. I mean, there, there's so many, there's so many options out there that to find truly the best rate is, you know, it, it's, it's more of a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that the great thing about going with a broker is that that's our job yep. is to say, you know, out of our portfolio, out of these 50 lenders. And, and the good thing too, is that sometimes people have pricing incentives, mm-hmm. which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, we have a couple couple of lenders right now when they get slower they actually give us pricing incentives so we were able to pass that on to our our clients and so i mean they they truly are getting some of the best rates on the market but to get the best rate that's that's impossible to answer because there's just so much data yeah we have and we have lots of experience in this and we are constantly doing research talking to new uh, lenders and stuff that are bringing in good products that are able to get you you know better rates mm-hmm yeah, we're prop, always doing that research. Products, pricing incentives. Um, you know, even though on the outside it, it it might not change that much, there's every day there's little changes on the inside as far as rates, credit scores, you know, Fannie and Freddie guidelines, FHA guidelines. There's always little little changes that don't necessarily a consumer doesn't really understand it, but a mortgage you know lender th- we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a completely you know, and so that that always plays into, you know, products and rates and, and all that stuff. So it's, it's good to shop around, but you know, that that's our job is to shop around, but you know, to get the best rate, like I said, have a really, really good credit score, 780 or above, and you know, put down 25% or more if you're going to buy a home or if, if you're refinancing, if it's under 75%, you know, generally you're going to get. Yep. You're setting yourself up in a much really, better really bucket. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. All right, next question here is, should I wait until I file taxes to purchase a home next year? So we're starting to get this because uh, it's almost tax season. And the the quick answer is, is let us tell you. Let, you know, until I see, it's generally for self-employed people uh, that, you know, you, you're either throwing a low income year out or they're, you know, generally that's what it is. They want to claim more income. Um you know, let us let us plan, and you know, we you don't technically have to file taxes until April. And if you're self-employed, you actually have to pay your taxes. So a lot of times, people wait, um, and they you know they buy a home, and then they 
they do their taxes after. But you know, the best thing about you know about having that plan is you know it's a plan. We'll uh, we'll let you know if you need to file taxes or not. Yep. Yep. We'll be able to look in look at everything and put a good perspective on it on it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, next question here is: Are rates going to go up? I uh, that is a good question. I'm starting to wonder if they are or not. Um, I think, I think the 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 market and we were doing the buzz today. We saw a bunch of, you know, a bunch of news about recessions and and yep. softening and and things like that. So, you know, I would imagine that, you know, next year they're going to be around. I'd say they're around five percent right now. I would say they're probably going to be around five point five. But, you know, somebody asked me this this week, and I, I'm starting to wonder if they are. Yeah. I think definitely stabilization. Yeah, is, I mean, at some point they're going to have to staple. They're mm-hmm. they're the lowest in two months. I mean, which is you know, it's it's the consumer doesn't see that much, but you know, again, from an inside perspective, we do. But yeah, there it's. Uh, I don't know. We'll yep. see. We'll see what the future holds. You know, especially you never know what's going to happen tomorrow with the government. So, all right. Well, that's our show today. Thanks, Jake. And okay. we're Stephen Jake from Satori Mortgage. Talk to y'all later. All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions.